0: what's up everybody and welcome to the worship learners podcast it is episode seven i am your host matt and my co-host he's back everybody back on the other end it's daryl Pinnock. welcome back
1: I'm sorry I couldn't be here, but I'm glad to be back. Glad to be back. Glad to be back. Missed you, man.
0: We missed you too. Uh, It was it was half the podcast it has ever been without you last week. So glad to have you back. Uh, So tell me, what have you been up to? What's been going on in your world in this lovely COVID life? What have you been
1: doing? Um, just trying to navigate the waters. Now that there's like a sense of spike in Georgia, Um, our mayor for my city sent out like a you know like a declaration email like encouraging everyone to like wear mask um so it's obvious that you know there's a, a bit of a spike but outside of covid man i just want to say that you know god has been just amazing to me like he's just been amazing and it's just there's so many things that i have to be thankful for in spite of like the chaos that's going on around us between the social unrest and COVID-19 and just, you know, I, I, God has been good to me and I, I'm surrounded by so many amazing people. You know what I mean? I, with addition to my family, I got the MNR crew. I got my church crew. It's just like, I, God is good.
0: Yeah. That's, that's so good to hear and be reminded of for all of us. Cause it's real easy to just get our heads down and, uh with the the doubt or the worry or the fear or whatever you're feeling and just forget that man like you look around and just think about the blessings and how god's like just continually at work it's not it's that, that line in the song Waymaker, even when i don't see it you're working you know like god's constantly working and doing great things and so man thanks for reminding us of that that's good it's good stuff
1: I love that song
0: yeah no joke we talked about it last week I don't know if we've talked about it when you've been on the podcast but uh Mitch who was on the podcast last week he mentioned it talked a little bit about it and it was good which by the way you did miss miss a great episode with Mitch our friend uh, if you didn't listen yet last week's episode episode six we had my friend Mitch Coon who's a pastor in Tampa and uh I hate that you couldn't be a part Daryl I'd love for you to get to know him and we'll have to have him back
1: Sure, sure, sure. I'm sorry, I missed that.
0: Oh, it's all good. So we're going to dive into some stuff in a little bit. But first of all, are you going to talk about the van renovation on our on our podcast at all? Are you going to tell us about you renovating that van, or, or are you going to keep that close to the? No, van? it's not
1: a secret. I put it out on lights. It's not like like a secret. Yeah, we um, so it's my wife's passion, right? And it's something that she's always wanted to do we are a traveling family as you know like we love road trips we've driven to some very distant places (laughs)
0: like on a weekend (laughs) you'll have in the car go for the weekend
1: (laughs) yeah so um so this is one thing that she wanted to do so we got like a old assisted living ford um van slash bus and we're like currently converting it to like a semi living space not something for like a long term but like a stay over a couple nights if we don't feel like booking a hotel or anything like that and we could basically just go anywhere and stop whenever we want to kind of hang out so we, we start we bought it like last year um my old church was selling it was getting upgraded in their van and we decided to kind of take that that project on so it's my wife's thing i'm just trying to make it happen um we're kind of on a crunch. She's she's like a drill sergeant right now. She's like, I'm ready for this to be over and done with. I want to be finished with this project now. So we've gutted it. Right now, we're putting in new stuff. Right now, we're putting in new stuff. So I nice. completed the ceiling, which was, you know, it was it was a thing because, you know, I had to get all the wiring and make sure all the necessary wirings are done.
0: Yeah, you dropped so, in, like, can lights and stuff up in there. Yeah, we, we got
1: some recess lights, a fan. um, so you know, I have a little background in like electro electronics and just um, electrical work. My father was an electrician, so it's awesome. So yeah, it's um it's one adventure and it's not for the faint of heart. Anyone who wants to do this, I would say it's uh it's a great looking at it after each time you get something done, but make no mistake, this thing is hard work and especially trying to do it in the summertime. I'm like I guarantee I'm leaving. I'm losing like ten pounds each time.
0: <laughs> yeah, you don't um you don't have like air conditioner or anything out there. You're just in this hot van, like sun beating yeah. down. Oh, yeah. And, and
1: there's no power in the van yet. So we can't really, like, have the fan running while we're working. Because everything, I tested it, pulled my car up to the van, ran, pushed the wires through the door, tested it on my car battery. So everything is working. We just got to get a secondary power source going up because it's not going to run on the main van's
0: battery. Oh, gotcha. You'll have another, uh, like, a generator or something that will run there? Yeah,
1: basically that, like, if we're not driving and we stop, we'll still be able to watch TV. Run the fan, have the lights on, et cetera.
0: Gotcha. So I don't know if we talked about this, but I'm we're we're doing something similar but way easier. We we got a pop up camper that we're like just sort of renovating on a much smaller scale.
1: But I think you did mention this, but yeah. well, we never got into like full details. I need to see some pictures. Are you holding out on me?
0: <laughs> I'll send you. I just finished up um, tonight. Actually, I was finished up the quarter round. We did new flooring, and I was putting quarter round down, which cutting those angles is a nightmare for me. <laughs> like, like for, I know it's 45, <laughs> but is it an inside? Is it an outside? How do I, yeah, anyway. Um, oh. But I was going to say the good news is on my end is that the pop-up has a, uh, it has a, a air conditioner on top. So I work in the in mm-hmm. air conditioner. I'm not trying to brag that, you know, I get air, but sounds <laughs> like, it. but also again, uh, you're doing full Reno. I'm just doing some like, it's just flooring and some uh, upholstery and it's real low low-key and, and we've done it before we did a pop-up a few years ago and that was a lot of fun like we had a great time this time it's just like a chore it's like just let's just get it done <laughs> we just want to go Yeah, camping. that's how my wife feels right now yeah yeah, yeah we're there we're there um, we, you know, we've had some setbacks the paint didn't take and so we've like put like four coats of paint things like that and it's just like we're over it so anyway Um I'm not and I'm not very handy I just it's not my, it's not my <laughs> skill set so anything that we try, like it, you know, it's um, I, I tend to be a cut twice, measure once kind of guy, and that <laughs> bites me every time. So, uh,
1: you know what, like I've had a few years in that industry, so, um, I'm trying to draw back on the experience, uh, the dreaded experience that I had to had to take on from you know just being in some form of construction you know what I mean so I'm trying to draw back on that and then you know that I went to school for architecture so definitely I'm trying to use that to kind of help out to make her vision come to light but it is her vision I'm not even gonna to try to act like you know it's her vision and I'm just doing my best to make it happen
0: yeah and the fun part is the, the the payoff that will eventually come when you're done with it right she'll love it you, you know you will have done something to it's like a gift to her that's a that's always a cool payoff so that's awesome uh so just changing gears a little bit here did you go to church on sunday i sure did what sure has did. anything changed now that we're seeing some spike in covid did you see anything changing or are you guys just kind of rolling like uh like everybody else and pretending there's not there's no virus oh, no virus here no virus
1: here. uh i wouldn't say not at our church <laughs> like it's just like um If I deny that it's around, it's not around. (laughs) I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm not, we have, as I said, I know we talked about this in a previous episode, Um, like, we have a lot of different things going on in the terms of, like, protocol, but in the sense of, like, just having straight-up service, like we are doing it's just maybe not as much hugging not as much in like you know in your face interaction but like i can't act as if like we're doing straight up social distancing we're having church bro we are having church
0: Uh, that's um that's different because i've seen some like videos on facebook you know pop in on different churches and all and i was watching this one um, where they showed kind of a pan of the room and like there were people in the room, but they were sitting like two by two and the chairs were just all over the place and they weren't close at all. It was a unique setup. Uh, and actually the guy speaking walked up to the platform and had a mask on and two guys brought a table up. And then after they sat down, he took his mask off. And I guess, I guess that's why he had it. Cause the guys were bringing the table up to him. But mm-hmm. I, I thought that was like, I haven't seen to that extent yet, but they were – I think that was uh, – actually, it was, in, it was like Roswell area, I think, of Atlanta. So
1: Now, at my church, like, like there are people who have masks on, especially like the greeters. The greeters have masks on. Yeah. Um, And there are people that, you know, personally have masks on. Um, I'm telling you, bro, <laughs> you know, but, but we not really like. And I don't want to make it seem like we don't care because I do think they are they do care. But their big thing is like they have this mantra and they started it when COVID was really hit hard and everything kind of shut down. They have like this faith over fear mantra going on and um, they're kind of just doing their best to run with that. And I feel like, you know, they're doing their best to be responsible, but also like it hasn't really hit home for a lot of us yeah you know what i mean it hasn't and, and i feel like a lot of the people there are taking on the persona of the pastor he's kind of like having a persona like if it's his time it's his time mm-hmm. you know what i mean and you know i'm kind of 50 50 on it i feel like there's there's some wisdom needed and that's not to say that he's not operating with some wisdom but i do believe that we can speed up our time, but just by, by just not being wise. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean. So it's at this point, it's just to each his own. But we're having church, and it's been outside of us not really acting as if COVID is there. I mean, it's been amazing, and I'm not even gonna lie. Like church has just been amazing.
0: That's yeah, great. Uh, sometimes you appreciate stuff more too when you've had to be away from it and definitely participate online. While it's a great option, it doesn't. It, it just can't beat the real thing in in person. Yeah. So true. Yeah, yeah. We we've still been doing outside and uh, it's going great. But man, it's July in middle <laughs> Georgia, and we meet <laughs> we meet outside at nine a.m. But it's still hot, and it's just gonna get hotter, <laughs> so it's getting hard. But um, but it's been good. I'm I mean, I'm thankful to just be able to be in person, and uh, we did talk about even this week after church on Sunday, like maybe we'll kind of reduce our singing time a little bit, cut that down a, a smidge, maybe do one less song just so mm. people don't have to bake <laughs> the nice. entire service
1: you guys never thought of getting like a tent well just for temporarily yeah we have some covering
0: and there are shade trees where we're at but you can't tent the humidity <laughs>
1: yeah, it's just hot. it's hot it's hot
0: yeah um but at the same time you know there's a lot of churches in this area who are are trying to meet outside and they have buildings because they don't want to you know, maybe their building isn't large enough or, or for a variety of reasons. So, I don't know. I think it's there's no standard. There's no right or wrong for anybody mm-hmm. and people are just trying to figure it out and it's hard, man. It's hard to, church, life in general, it's hard to make decisions and know what's the right yeah. thing to do. It's just so, still, even four months in, it's just uncharted territory. It's just difficult. That,
1: that's so true. And, you know, you know, the sad part of it is that not only businesses, but there are some churches that's not going to make it yep. because of this. Yeah. I mean, I've heard through the grapevine, like a couple of churches that are literally going to close down.
0: I think, and I maybe, I, I probably should check my numbers, but I saw a, uh, you know who Tom Rainer is? You ever heard of Tom Rainer?
1: Nah, he, I don't um, think so.
0: He's a kind of a, a thought leader in the church world. And I, I want to say, I read a headline, I believe it was him. Somewhere uh, that said like eight thousand churches across the country will close because of because of COVID, and and mm-hmm. you know every year there are churches that are are doing that. There are churches close and close up shop, but this is you're right. It sped up the process for some, so it's just sad. Uh, but by God's grace, we'll continue to to move forward here, and and even if a church closes, the church global church is, is never Still shut going. down. That's right. That's right. The good news will continue to move and uh and move through even the darkest of of uh of circumstances it has for centuries. I read or no, I didn't read it. I watched a video uh and the title was I think the worst year in humanity and it talked about this year like 5 let's say 586 or something like that. And it went through this whole litany of things that went wrong that year. And like, it was like, Oh yeah, you know, 2020 is bad, but it ain't 587 bad. (laughs) So, so, you Mm, know, you can always look and say, it could be worse, you know? Yeah. Yeah, It was a good perspective. So yeah. Well, we're here to talk about worship, man. Uh, this, what we're, our podcast is dedicated to, uh, worship leaders, pastors, volunteer team members, and our goal is to hopefully provide some encouragement and some resources to you uh, as you seek to lead. We just want to be a source of of, uh, encouragement and help to you. So we're going to do that. Uh, We're going to start by talking about a uh, song spotlight. We'll highlight a resource in a little while. We'll talk about some scripture. And today on this episode, we're going to dive into our second in a 75-part Series, I, I'm just kidding, Probably not said <laughs> but hey, long series of creative toolbox, the worship creative toolbox, um, and just talk about some different uh, creativity that we can infuse in our worship leading. So we're gonna dive into part two of that today. So, all right, well here we go. Up now is our song spotlight. Let's do. So, Daryl, last week, Mitch, who. Uh, We talked about on the podcast. He's decidedly not musical at all. Uh, I I told him, I was like, hey, you can bring a song, but let's be honest. We should probably just cut you out of this segment. And he actually brought two fantastic songs. He brought Graves in the Gardens Mm -hmm. by uh, Elevation, and he brought Waymaker by Leland. And so that was really cool. So he being non-musical brought it. So I'm really interested to hear what you're going to bring today. What's the song that uh, you selected for the week to spotlight?
1: And so I'm always, every time we do this song spotlight, I'm like, did I talk about this song already? Every time I'm like, yeah, I, I went back to kind of listen to some To make sure I'm not doubling up Because you know just sometimes there's just some songs on your heart That you just can't get it out Not that you want to but it's just always there Um, So this week Is do it again Your promise Your promise still stands Great is your faithfulness, your faithfulness. Love that song And you know it, It's just a great reminder You know I was in We were in a Sunday school In our life group on Sunday and um, you know this there was a lady she was talking about like a Bible study that she's doing and there was a part in the study where it's just talking about God's faithfulness and she just was like you know it kind of hit her that we don't talk about God's faithfulness enough we don't tell people enough we don't tell we don't remind people enough and she just started going around the house telling her son her husband was out so she couldn't tell him but you know it just kind of reminded me like and this song is just a perfect you know the the the, the, the lyrics it just really hits you like you know it, like his he all his promises he's been so faithful to carry them out and and I don't want to ever take that for granted, even though, you know, I'm pretty sure I have, but I hope I, I, I've done a better job of like acknowledging how faithful God is, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's why Sundays are so important. I I say Sundays, church gatherings are so important because that's the time that if we'll allow ourselves, we can kind of recenter and, and like take a moment to reflect and remember God's faithfulness like that week or or even previous, it's when we look at the scripture and we see God's continued faithfulness over all 66 books, uh, th- those we're really quickly to forget and re- really quick to forget. And so, yeah, man, I think remembering God's faithfulness and, and forcing ourselves to think about circumstances and times and scriptures where that's just so evident, so important. So yeah, do it again is a great way to, to dial into that. It's a great
1: song. That's by elevation for those who don't know.
0: Perfect. Do it again by elevation. Well, let's give it a listen, Daryl. That was Do It Again by Elevation. Uh, Great song. Great song choice, Daryl. Thanks. All right. My song is called King of Glory by Passion. Um, But I found that song we talked about a couple weeks ago, worshiptogether.com, and I just looked on there for the first time in a little bit, and um, I was looking through some of their uh, curated sets that they have, and I think this one was like uh, opener songs was under that kind of curated set. And I had not heard it, and man, when I heard it, it just kind of blew me away. And I heard the acoustic version, I didn't even hear the live version, and uh, it just blew me away. I love the lyrics. Uh, It's from Psalm 24, um, which uh, the back half, verse 8 of Psalm 24 says, Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory and so uh, I just love that song it's a great opener song super upbeat up tempo good way to kind of draw people in and, uh, and have them lift their eyes up to this king of glory so uh, love that song and we'll, uh, we'll play a little clip here so you can take a listen there is a king of glory there is a God of right that was king of glory by passion so two good songs this week daryl i'm proud of us we did good
1: (laughs) yeah 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 it's funny that you know like and i'm you know you want to assume that every worship leader knows this but you know there's there's an art to like putting sets together and understanding what's good for opening what's good for leading into prior what's a good Bridging of opening to leading into prior song, you know, it's it's it, there is an art and a strategic method to.
0: Yeah, there all really of is, it. and and I found that the more I know, kind of what's going on in a service, because you know sometimes you just don't know everything, uh, kind of fly blind. But the more I know, the better I can plan those type songs and kind of meet, you know, what the morning is going to look like. So. Yeah, you're right though, man. There's definitely a, an art to it. And um yeah, it's not haphazard, that's for sure. So cool. Alright, well we're gonna take a break and then we'll come back with our worship ready resource. I know. Come on. All right, we're back, and we're going to highlight a Worship Ready resource, and this is um, sort of a foreshadow of what we're going to talk about with our Creative Toolbox discussion. Uh, this Worship Ready resource will help as we talk about that. So, um, Daryl, do you have any experience? Uh, you, you're a designer, obviously, so you do graphics and things like that. Have you ever helped with any sort of like stage props or any sort of any onstage sort of stuff like that?
1: outside of like we're doing for a specific event outside of that no most of the churches that have i i went there with them already having this set in stone and having no desire to change some i liked some i didn't but it was kind of like out of my i didn't have a say basically to um some of the setups now there were some that i did um towards the end especially this last church you know i had a few say a lot more say in um what was happening on the stage design the church that i was at before i i joined um before i went to rock springs because mm-hmm. as you know i was on the board so but for the most part like they were already set in stone whatever church i went to um there was no really any there was there weren't planning to change gotcha. now some of them have changed after i left which I guess you know, it's just over time people just change their setup, but most of the times it was through like events, and that me and my wife played a lot of parts, like special special events that's happening, we'll like design the stage for that yeah. or the whole sanctuary for that.
0: Yeah, that, I'm glad you mentioned that too because for for all of our, our listeners there's different contexts and so some of you may have churches that there's no kind of like stage decor maybe you have a big pulpit and it's just you know or maybe there's a choir loft behind you and that's the the decoration and then some of you might have the the blackout you know back wall or, or like a theater type stage and so i know there's different contexts but uh, there's also special events. Maybe maybe you're doing a, a conference or a retreat at your church, or, or maybe you're trying mm-hmm. to get ready for Christmas or Easter yep. and those kind of things. And so if you're looking to kind of spruce it up and create just a unique environment for your church, something that's different, something that maybe highlights what the, the series or the message is going to be a, about, uh, one way to do that is to decorate your stage. And so the resource that I want to highlight is ChurchStageDesignIdeas.com. So it's a really long URL, but it's exactly what it what it says. ChurchStageDesignIdeas.com. And this is a really cool uh, sort of like uh, user p- platform where people just submit the pictures of their churches and the designs that they've created. And you can go on and they all have descriptions. Some of them will have down to like measurements of the set pieces and how they, mm-hmm. h- descriptions of how they built, stuff and there is just i mean tons and tons of images and different sets that you can go through it's searchable you can sort it by different seasons or um, different material types if it's wood or pvc or whatever but i've used this site for years and years we used to decorate we don't now because we're at a smaller church plant but the church that came from in florida we used to try to change up our stage decor On a quarterly basis at the least And then of course seasonally um, With the different seasons And it's been a huge help And so uh, if you're looking for a way to spruce up Even if it's just once a year For a special season or event Check out churchstagedesignideas.com And uh, get some great ideas And you can also, if you've done some stage designs You can submit and be featured on their site as well So check it out churchstagedesignideas.com That's our worship ready resource
1: Nice, I like it
0: All right, well, that's a great segue into what we're going to talk about today. So we started a series a couple weeks ago um, that we're just calling the creative toolbox, for lack of a better term. And a couple weeks ago, we talked about music, the role that it plays within church, the creativity behind that, and how we use that to help facilitate and lead our churches in worship. And this week, I just want to hop on and talk about... The environments that we create, and specifically uh, stage design and, and rooms that we meet in, how we can leverage those rooms and those areas to create a welcoming environment, to create some mm-hmm. um, some some looks and some. Some ambiance that might better communicate the message. There's just a, a, a ton of things that we can talk about with this, but uh, and and I already asked you, Daryl, if you had any experience in that. Um, but you're like super handy and super creative, so I think this is sort of right down your alley.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, we were like, especially when it came to like events at almost every church we've been at. Maybe not the overall consider the, the specific state um, specific design for you know every Sunday You know what I mean? But like if there's a specific event or anything coming up or something to do with the Utes or especially Christmas I remember one time my wife organized the whole thing where We had the walls The whole setup she got a manger built everything but the whole walls was the manger scene
0: That's awesome And it was
1: it was just the stage was covered in the major scene and it was amazing. So we've always especially special events. Yeah. And, you know, it's always good to kind of like just give people a different flavor. You know what I mean? You know, and, and just even going back with the whole music angle even what people are walking into is a part of like creating the environment like when they walk through the sanctuary on that sunday like all of that just kind of sets the mood yeah. for everything
0: yeah and one of the things we really want to be mindful of is, is, is as folks come in we want them to feel welcome we want it to feel warm and inviting um we, we also want to build like some anticipation uh, you know because uh, man I know you know this, Daryl. Sometimes you get in the car, like, you know, you throw the kids in the car, you're rushing to get there on time, and like, walk into church, like, almost like exhausted just from the act of getting there, right? So, if that happens to me, I know that happens to a lot of people. So, it, it's nice to have this room where people can walk in and like just sort of decompress. Sure. Um, and then also, sort of fix their eyes on, on what we're there for and, and just kind of draw their eyes even even just as they walk in uh mm-hmm. to to our our savior, to Jesus, to draw their eyes even at that point. And um you know, as far as like decor or room looks, you know, some of that can be sort of arbitrary. It, it, it's, you right. know, it is what it is. It's a room. But I, I think even some small things can really help create this, you know, just a, a, a great environment for folks. So uh, but you, you talked about doing it seasonally. That's certainly one of those that's just a soft off. You've never done anything with your room, I man, you know, Christmas, Easter, those are some really good times to try. I think to try something. Yeah, I think there's a couple of reasons because A, there's just I mean, it's easy. You know, Christmas there's tons of decor that you can find. So that you don't have to like search high and low. It's available. But also people are receptive to that in ways that they may not be uh, in In other seasons, so you know you do it in the middle of July, and people are like, "Well, this is weird. why if you 've never done it before, they might be thrown off, but you know you wind up around Christmas, people are kind of looking for something, something new, and uh, so it's just a good opportunity to kind of dip your toe in.
1: if you're the leader, you know and that's not really your thing like at my church that I grew up in in New York, like we had a person there that kind of looked to see who had an eye for certain things. And this person may not be a part of the worship team or anything like that, but look for those people that have that eye for that wanting to decor, like that person that is always um, decorating someone's baby shower or something like, look for those people that are always interested. Because I remember I was a part of a team. I was just like a laborer. And there was someone there that kind of organized all of this. And we would stay at church until late, just decorating whatever the event is coming up so kind of look for those people and see this is also an opportunity to get someone else involved vested interest in the service and the whole creation of the service so you may not be the person that you know you may not have an eye or this not may, you may not even notice this but look for those people that you know that's their thing or that's their passion because then you know it just it just i'm telling you and someone walks in a service and and sees something that they did not expect, and it's welcoming. It just changes their perspective, their thought. They feel like there's thought going into what what what's going on here.
0: Yeah, and, you know, there's uh, so much of what our role as a leader to is is to um, uncover those gifts within our congregation and then unleash them. So this is just one of those areas. There are people within your church who couldn't sing a note if they wanted to or who maybe are are not great with people, but they are super creative and super handy and uh you know have an artistic bend or or maybe they're you know somewhat creative but they're really great with hospitality and they can think through what would be inviting for a group of people and how to make a space more welcoming and warm. And, you know, you don't have to do all of that yourself. You may not be good at that. You may be great at music. That may not be your gift. But if you can find somebody, man, what a great way to, to you know, open up a world for them that they can serve the church with in this artistic and creative way.
1: Totally agree. Totally.
0: Yeah. Uh, and just to just to reiterate, like, like, you don't have to do everything. You don't have to have an endless budget. Listen, you find that person – and not only would they donate their time, but they might even donate supplies. Mm-hmm. You just never know. And if you find that person, you never know till you ask. Uh, I know that's one of the concerns we think about these kind of things. You think about decorating the stage. Like, man, I don't have a budget for that. Right. You may not need a budget for that. Hey, you can do it on the cheap. And we used to do stage designs on the cheap. And you just find... Recycled supplies, or you, you go dumpster diving. I've done plenty of dumpster diving. True, true, true.
1: <laughs> you, you find someone like me that's willing to like do a whole banner by hand, and yes. you know what I mean. Like you, you find those people, and you would be so surprised, like the amount of church banner. I'm not talking about like a small banner. I'm talking about like a long banner that I've done by hand because of just my artistic ability. Like you just find all of these people. They're there. Trust me. They are there.
0: Yeah. We, um, so one Easter, we, instead of doing, we typically did like a good Friday service. And instead of doing the good Friday service, we kind of came up with this idea to do a walk through, um, sort of like a stations of the cross, but not because that's a bit more, Uh, I guess that's more Catholic-leaning. This was just like, it had multiple stations, and it was just a journey through uh, Jesus' suffering and Mm. our our journey through what that means to us. And so, uh, anyway, long story short, we had this huge cross that used to go on our stage, and we only put it up around Easter time because it was just massive. I mean, probably... 18 or 20 feet tall probably weighed 200 pounds it was a chore to put up but we put it up around Easter and um, so we wanted to do this walkthrough and I just kind of mentioned it to this couple that I knew were a little bit creative I said hey you know I'm thinking like you know kind of thinking through Jesus's journey and um, maybe having a station that's like sort of symbolic of Jesus's prayer in the garden and and at that station we could also kneel and pray uh, just as Jesus did and so, man, I'm not kidding. I walked in after having tasked these folks with it and we set up the data to, to put it together. I walked in and literally in this corner of our big sanctuary, they had created this garden scene complete with like vines overhead and trees. And it was unbelievable. I'll never forget it. Just, you know, I just and it was just an ask. I just said, Hey, would you be willing to help? My expectations were that they would have like a kneeling bench and maybe like a ficus <laughs> or something. No, no. They so had true. everything. Rocks and it was just amazing. So you just never know until you ask somebody what you might what you might get. Like Daryl said, you might get a full, full width church banner. You just you never know what you might get. So don't oh, say no for your people. Don't be afraid to ask. There are people out there who who really don't even know like how they can serve. That's Maybe true. Maybe they have that artistic gift, but they just don't know what they can do. And if you'll think creatively about those opportunities, you can really, you know, you can uh, seed uh, or sow a seed of joy for them by allowing them to, to be able to serve in that way.
1: It's so true, and it's funny you said that. Like, there's so many people out there. They see the usual preach teach sing play music and and if they don't see themselves in those avenues they feel like there's nothing else to do in church but like that is like such a small small part of the whole grand scheme of church and different things so it's good that you ask people because they may not even be thinking that that's a way they could serve the it church. really
0: is, and I think our default sometimes as leaders is to just do it ourselves. If there's mm-hmm. something that you want done, you just think, "Well, I'll just I'll just do it," yeah. and I don't want to involve anybody. Because the truth of it is, is when you get more people involved, it does get it gets messy. It gets a little bit more difficult to manage, uh, but. The payoff is worth it. It's worth that sort of headache to allow folks to to be involved and to to express and use their gifts that God's given them. And I think that's our call. Our call is not to do it all. We're to be equippers um, of of the body, and that that's in a lot equippers in discipleship, but also in stewardship of gifts. And so, yeah, don't be afraid to ask, and and also don't be afraid to ask the small things. There's no there's no uh, uh, like chore or opportunity too small we had this crew of ladies who every week on thursday would come and refill the backs of the pews with um like our connect cards and Mm -hmm. envelopes giving envelopes and Mm -hmm. that was their thing every thursday they show up nobody ever knew they did it but like me and the church staff but just so faithful and and that was a service to the lord for them and i I guarantee you, those ladies, as they stuffed the back of those pews, they weren't talking to each other. It was silence. And I guarantee you, they're just praying for the church as they do it, you know? I just know mm. that. I just know it. They never said that, never told me that, but I just know that about them. So, mm. um, so yeah. So, yeah. I, so I want to give, like, some homework here for our listeners. Uh, the first is, is to walk into your space or your room with fresh eyes. If that means getting somebody that's never been to your church and invite them to kind of tour your building or your room or your space, wherever you are uh, meeting right now, have them look at it with some fresh eyes and give you their feedback. Because we uh, it's like that commercial, I think it's for Febreze, that they talk about going nose blind. Mm -hmm. Like you forget that your house stinks (laughs) or whatever it is. It's easy to go blind to your space. Kind of forget like, oh, the weird American flag over in the corner or, or whatever it is that's normal to you. But a visitor might walk in and look at that and be like, why is that there? Or, or they might walk in and, and because of the environment might feel uncomfortable or off put like immediately. So the first step I just encourage is just walk into your room and, and with, with yourself or with a, somebody who's never been in your room, walk with some fresh eyes. Um. So Daryl, you've been like, you changed churches relatively recently. Do you remember that first time walking in and sort of like experiencing for the first time? Can you recall that?
1: Well, I mean, Rock Springs is on a different level. I mean, they are like, they, that one of the, they are doing a lot of things. And of course, they're not doing everything perfect. But one thing I do appreciate, they're doing them. They're doing them. And when I walked in, you can tell that there's thought being put into the setup the century what's going on on the screens everything um where they want the focus to be with with how they have the lights um so you could tell that there's thought and 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 basically that's all we're asking to 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 put thought into everything you know put thought you know Put thought into it so yeah first time i walked in i was like man because like i don't know if i told you a story like i've listened to that church for years on the radio i have oh. no i had no idea what the pastor looks like had no idea what their sanctuary is like none no idea so i listened to that church for like probably like two or three two or two and a half years on the radio it's just what it was just a program that was going on while we were driving to church so hmm, I, I never really, so I never saw the inside before. And it so happens that, you know, I can't even tell you the the, the different dots that connected us to Rock Springs because it's just like, now it's just like a blur. Hmm. But I could tell you that if I wasn't working at MNR, I wouldn't have gotten connected to Rock Springs. There's one dot that I'm very clear. Like I would start taking the local way home and somehow the GPS took me to drive past it.
0: Oh, gotcha. How about that? And
1: I was like, "That's where Rock Springs is." It's weird, but so just to kind of give context, like I never saw the inside. So when we went there for the first time, it was just like, "I, we, all right, this is a a type. It's a big building. Okay, this is a big church. All right, so we go in, and I'm like, boom. All right, this looks like." Anybody's been to a conference or anything like that. That's kind of like how they have it set up. Like mm-hmm. anyone at those church conference, maybe even Passion or something like that, you just go in and you see there's lights. There there's lights that's lights, lights design. They 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 have where they want the folks to be. Some parts are dark because they don't want to focus. They have the screens. And you know, you kind of tell that, okay. They they are putting some thought into it. So we're kind of like, wow, this is not necessarily what we're used to. It's a little bit on a on a higher level than what we were used to. Usually we would go to conferences or big events to see that. It was nece- not necessarily at any of the churches that I've been at. Like my church I grew up in, in in New York. Like we had some of that stuff, but not to that level. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. And, of course, it's a bigger church, yeah, so, which makes sense. So yeah, it was kind of like, wow, this is pretty cool. So, so that's my whole thought. It was just like, okay, you could tell that there's some thought into, it. and they literally moved the stage around um, recently, since yes. everyone is coming back to COVID, because because of the whole camera setup and all of that. And they want mm. they want certain things to be in the camera, and they kind of want to be able to 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 fade into some other things and not have it be a consistent thing in the main view. Sure. so yeah so yeah it's tell, a whole like, other whole yes. other ball game
0: when you're thinking about camera angles and all that for yeah sure. so it's
1: just like I think that's the main thing I would say to anyone just just spend the time to think about it and you, you don't have to do all of this you know what I mean everything is in steps and stages mm-hmm. but spend time to kind of think about it I think once you put thought you will notice things that you did not before
0: yeah and people know when you have thought through that uh it, it, it doesn't have to be perfect. But people can see if you've taken a step or two for their comfort or for their well being or for you know, the hospitality of your visitors. People people know. And um so yeah, putting that thought in. And I would say I think it's a great idea. Of course we're in, in the COVID world, so all this feels somewhat tone deaf to be honest with you as I talk about it. It's like, man, yeah, that's a great idea except people aren't even in their buildings like they normally are. Right. Or some folks aren't. But as you think towards the future even visit some other churches and True. see what they've done, not to copy, but you can adapt and apply to your own space. And so you might go to a place that's doing it on a higher level than you, and and that doesn't have to be your world, um, but you can take some of what they're doing and apply in your in your context. So yeah, thought, thought is all, all you have to do. So, okay, so that's my first piece of homework is to view your space, fresh eyes, maybe visit somewhere else and think about how you might warm up or make your space more inviting, how you might use your space to help communicate in certain ways, communicate whether, whether that be the, the sermon or the season. Um, mm-hmm. So, so do that. And then also uh, your second bit of homework is to think through who are some folks in your congregation that might have that gift, the gifting to be able to serve in a creative manner where they can help uh Facilitate and create a space that's warm and welcome and inviting. Who are those people? Uh, Who are the people that, you know, maybe are sitting on the sidelines right now of service in your church that you could approach and just invite? Uh, Think about those folks because you know your church. And then, um, you know, as the Lord prompts, maybe uh, make the ask and see what God might do. Uh, you know, it seems sort of arbitrary. It seems sort of uh, minor in the grand scheme of things, this talking about design in the room and creating an environment. But I, I just think it's one way that we can honor the Lord with our our the gift and that he's given us of our spaces and steward those spaces well, those rooms and buildings. Um, just like you manicure your lawn out in front of the church and you manicure your, your shrubs, you don't let those grow wild. I think you can do some of that manicuring inside the building. So I think it's a way to honor the Lord, and I think it's also a way to uh, to honor people who enter your space, whether visitors or long time. You can honor them and um, and creatively communicate to them. Some folks are just inherently visual. You can some folks may not connect to music as much as they connect to something that they see, like a, a piece of art or mm-hmm. a, a design. And so, you know, that's just one way to honor those folks. So, um, so yeah, think about your space, think about your stage design and uh, maybe make a step or two, um, in the direction of, of creating some new looks and some new
1: environments. So, you know, um, I just wanted to, cause Roxanne is a bigger church, but I'm going to tell you this cause I've been to a, just visiting different churches. I've been to a smaller church than rock springs, like a very much smaller church than rock springs and is doing it on a higher level than rock springs.
0: Oh, wow. Do you mean a higher level uh As
1: far as visuals, versus, as far as equipment. Like, wow. they're like, you know what I mean? So, like, don't be so caught up in, like, the small and big churches. Like, mm-hmm. it's all about what you want to do, what you have the budget for, of course. But, like, don't be so intimidated. Okay, the big church is doing that, so we can't do that. That may be true, but yeah. it, it also may not be. And sometimes you won't know, like, the actual... You may have a perception or you may have a thought, but you won't know actually what it takes to do some of these things until you start looking into it. You may see this and be like, oh, that's too much for us. And then you look into it and be like, man, we could have been did something like this. Yeah. You know I mean, right. so it's so it, it's don't get so caught up in the size of the church or whatever. Like get get with the leadership if you're not in that position and kind of sit down and talk. And, 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 and again, we're going to keep saying this. Put some thought, but don't be intimidated by what a a big church is doing or something like that like you just never know until you look into it you never know who's in your church you may there may be someone in your church that could donate some of this stuff like mm-hmm. these are some of the things that you got to kind of like but you won't know until you put it out there first looking into it and then put it out there put the ask out there
0: yeah yeah and also don't think that you have to go from zero to ten you know, take, as you said, take a step, Mm -hmm. uh, just do one or two things. In fact, I would encourage you not to go from zero to 10 because you might, that can be off-putting also. Like people walk in and they feel like they're in a foreign place or, you know, things that they're not used to. Sometimes you kind of have to ease people into it. If you go from, from fluorescent lighting one Sunday to then you add in theatrical lighting and, you know, people are not going to know what to do. Or if you have you know, a warm paint color and you go and paint the thing, every everything black and black it out, you know, like a theater, people aren't going to know how to respond to that. So just That's take true. some baby steps. You don't have to do it all at one time. That helps uh, with your budget. It also helps with people kind of adapting to maybe this, what might be a new approach.
1: So. You and know. I would say like, take the congregation on the journey with you. Like, yes, just take the congregation, no matter what you, even if you guys are thinking about it, let the congregation know, OK, these, you know, in some way, shape or form, be strategic on how you say it. Yes. But take the congregation on the journey with you as you change your church, because I'll go back to the church that I'm at now. I just found out that it's not that long ago they changed the whole look. The whole look looked as traditional as it comes. They had a wooden and it didn't matter. that still had a big church. They had a wooden podium. It, it it was just as traditional as it come. I think it happened with like within the last five years or something like that. Wow. That change. So um don't quote me. It's probably a little bit more, but it's less than ten years. So wow. you know, just kind of take the congregation on the journey. I feel like, you know, just gradually dropping seeds of okay, this is are some of the things that we want to do, that you could kind of feel everyone out and they, of course you we all been in church people will give you their thoughts once you let them know that this is what you want to do and you kind of gauge that but take the congregation it's good when you take the people that are with you on the journey with you and not just kind of be like okay this is what we're doing boom you know what I mean
0: yeah that's good yeah, absolutely. Take, take the congregation on the journey with you when it comes to this and, and everything. Like sure. that's a, the joy of being a leader, especially in the church, is you can take them on your spiritual journey and you can do that on a weekly basis as you lead in song or, or in scripture reading or in prayer, you can take the congregation with you. And that's just a, what a, what a privilege and an honor to be able to do that. So it's a good word. Well, I, I love talking about this stuff and thinking about it, um, and we'll continue to do that. One of the things I really want to do, uh, maybe I shouldn't say this, but, but maybe this will hold me accountable, is that I really want to write this down and have it as a resource that you can review back and even give some ideas and some some things that I know I've learned about doing different stage designs and different seasonal events and things mm-hmm. like that. So, uh, so Daryl, hold me accountable. I'll make that, make that available at some point on a website that is yet to come. <laughs> coming soon yes that's right coming soon (laughs) well it's been a great thank you daryl for discussing that with us um all right we got one more thing we want to do and that is close with a scripture so we'll be back and uh we'll wrap this thing up
1: So my scripture, and kind of piggybacks on what her our sermon series has been going on, but it's um Proverbs 18 verse 10. And it's a very familiar scripture, and it says the name of the Lord is a strong tower or fortress. The godly run to him and are safe. Um it's very, as I said, a very familiar. Scripture and there's some that you gotta you gotta read it in the King James version just to get that 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 umph back and it says the name of the Lord is a strong tower the righteous run it into it and is safe so in this time you know there's so much unrest so much fear um, I would just urge you and I would encourage you to run to the Lord see him as your source of strength your 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 fortress, your protector because he is and he's his arms is are uh, is they're open for you to come. he's just waiting for us to say okay I'm gonna put this anxiety in your hands Lord in spite of all that's going on I can't rest I can't I'm uneasy but I'm gonna put it in your hands. He is he's big enough he's strong enough he's it's always amazing to me he's he has the ability to hear our prayers all at the same time and individually analyze them and answer them collectively and individually at yeah. the same time if he chooses to this is the type of god we serve so i would say Remember that Lord is your fortress. Mm. Run to Him for safety.
0: Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That's good. Daryl, thanks so much, man. I received that myself, and uh, thanks for sharing that with us. It's
1: yeah, it's for all of us. It's for me too. We 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 need a constant reminder. Paul says we got to die daily. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's it's a it's a daily grind to pursue Christ and live this life of uh, Christianity. So don't make no mistake. The Bible talks about it so many times. We have to, we have to die daily. We have to think on these things. What yeah. is lovely? What of a good, good report? Like this has to be a constant thing because we have this war that we're fighting spiritually.
0: Yeah, more and more ever evident every day, right?
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So true.
0: Well, it's been a real joy to talk with you, Daryl. Thanks for hopping on tonight. and uh, hope I'm glad to be back. Yes, yes he's back. Um, and we're thankful <laughs> that you've joined us on the Worship Learners podcast. Uh, man, leaders are learners, and uh, we want to continually be learning how to uh, lead and worship more fully. So we hope you'll continue to join us as we go on this journey together. Uh, new episodes dropping every week, so thanks for tuning in. Well, We'll wrap it up, Daryl. Thanks
1: again, man. Likewise, bro. It's always good talking with you. I'm glad to be back. Missed it. And this is just as much of a spiritual and informational thing for me as it is for you and the listeners.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We're doing this as much for ourselves as for you guys. So we hope you'll keep joining us. All right. Well, that will wrap it up. And we will see you back next week. All Peace. Right. We're out of here. <laughs>